There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, and welcome to Luke's English Podcast. You've probably noticed that I'm not Luke. Um, I'm a guest presenter, and today I'm going to be interviewing Luke about comedy. As a work colleague of Luke's, I wanted to find out a little bit more about Luke and comedy. So, Luke. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Thanks. Um, Sorry. <laughs> could you tell me what exactly is stand-up? <clears throat> right, stand-up. Well, it's it's a kind of comedy, right? We all know what comedy is. Yes. Uh, you get things like comedy movies mm-hmm. and things like that, and comedy TV programmes, uh, sitcoms, situation comedies like yep. Friends that we all know on from TV. Yeah. But also um, stand-up comedy is uh, another form of comedy performance. And it's, it's very popular and famous in the UK and in America, but it's not so famous in other countries. Basically, what stand-up is, is um, it's, it's very simple. You just have an audience of people. So that could be in a comedy club or in a, in a nightclub or a, um, a pub or something, but a, a large audience. Mm-hmm. And then one person stands up uh, in front of this audience uh. on a stage with a microphone mm-hmm. and tries to make everyone laugh. So you just have to stand there and talk to the audience and make them laugh. So it's really just a person standing up with a microphone trying to make everyone laugh. That's it. Okay. And what makes it unique as a kind of performance? Um, well, it's very simple. You know, it's just very, very simple. It's just a person and a microphone. Sometimes no microphone. Right. Sometimes just a person and, and the person's voice and their body movements. So that makes it very simple. Mm-hmm. A lot more simple than something like music, which obviously involves musical instruments and a number of people performing at the same time and uh, elect- you know, electrical equipment and stuff like that. It's more complicated, it, it's more simple than a theatre performance mm-hmm. because with, with a play you've got the writer of the play, you've got the director of the play, you've got the, the actors, you've got a script. Whereas in stand-up, there are really no no rules or anything like that. So it's really unique in that way because it's just so so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, as well as that, actually, the, the kind of success of uh, a stand-up comedy performance is really measured by the laughter that you get from the audience. Oh, really? Yeah, the responses you get. So yeah. if you think of like a... A Shakespeare play, for mm-hmm. example, really the, your success, uh, the, the success of the play is really measured by things like the reviews that you get later on. And it's measured by sort of comments that the members of the audience will make at the end of the performance. Yeah. But in a stand-up comedy show, it's really moment by moment, successful or unsuccessful, purely based on whether the audience laugh or not and it, and, and it really is moment by moment yeah you could be for example one minute 
for one minute you might be having a great success with lots of people laughing and then just 10 15 seconds later you might have total silence wow. and you know it might be that you're actually dying on stage just 30 seconds after you actually made everyone laugh so yeah. that that's pretty unique yeah wow okay so what are the good and the bad things about it well um the certainly the the good things are the fact that um, you can define it completely. It's um, you don't have a director telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. You don't have a script which you have to follow. Um, so you re you can really do whatever you want to do. It's you have total freedom regarding what you actually do on stage. Yeah. Obviously, the main thing you have to think about is what is going to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. But that's your only job description. That's the only responsibility you have is, is to make people laugh outside of that you're totally free to do whatever you want uh, as well as that um, if you actually manage to get any success uh, from stand-up comedy uh, it can lead to quite bigger things you know much mm -hmm. bigger and better things you know there's a lot of uh, kind of Hollywood actors TV presenters celebrities and things who started out as comedians so a lot of the a lot of the our favorite comedy movie stars started as stand-up comedians eddie murphy oh yeah adam sandler yeah ricky gervais mm. jim carrey chris rock steve martin wow. martin lawrence jamie fox jerry seinfeld all of those people and some of those people have won oscars yeah you know, they all started as stand-up comedians and they were all very good stand-up comedians mm -hmm. as well yeah Okay. Um, so that, that's, those are the good things. Yeah, what about the bad things? Anything bad about it? Uh, well, um, really the, the, the bad thing about it is that it can be quite lonely because you're the only one mm. doing it. Um, and also it can, be, um, it can be really bad if you're not successful, right? Like yeah. if you're completely responsible for, for all, of, all of it. So if, for example, you go up and you do five minutes and nobody laughs you feel absolutely terrible. I can imagine, yeah. You can't, you can't blame anyone else. You can't say, oh, it's the director's fault mm -hmm. or, oh, it's a bad script or whatever. It's completely your fault. So yeah. on one hand, you can get all the rewards and the excitement of, of doing it well, but if it goes badly, it's horrible. Yeah. But also, as well as that, when you're starting out as a comedian, you have to go to lots of these horrible comedy nights mm -hmm. where you sit in front of lots of other new comedians most of whom aren't very funny and then <laughs> you sit there having to sit through all these comedy acts thinking oh i'm going to be much better and yeah. then you actually go up in front of the audience and you're just as bad <laughs> as the other people and you get just as bad a response from the audience so that can be quite um let's say time consuming yeah really putting yourself on the line yeah you are you're basically putting yourself on the line what's it like how do you feel uh, well, it's it's when it goes well, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. When it goes badly, it's pretty awful. Um, so if you can imagine when it goes well, you're standing on stage talking to the audience, and you've got the audience in the palm of your hand, yeah. and they're 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 all laughing at everything you say. You've got a whole room of people laughing, yeah. just because of something you've done. Yeah. So in a way you feel like a sort of superhero yeah because you're you've you've got the whole room under control mm -hmm. um and it's a really magical feeling because you think everything all of the 
effort that I've put into this, the organisation, uh, writing the material, performing, it's working, I'm yeah. brilliant. So it's, Paid off. Yeah, it's kind of good for your ego. But uh, obviously on the other side of the coin, um, it can be just as bad if, if people don't laugh. Do you get really stressed beforehand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get very stressed and uncomfortable before you go on, nervous. Mm -hmm. And then when you go on, you kind of relax. But if, if no one's laughing, it's horrible. Have you ever had a mind blank? A mind blank? On the stage? Um, sometimes I have mind blanks, but I try to work it into the comedy. Yeah. So if I can't remember, I'll actually go, oh, oh God, I can't remember what I'm going to say. Oh. Yeah. And then everyone laughs because it's kind of... I don't know, quite funny if you, yeah. if you show that you can't remember. So how long have you been doing it? Well, I haven't been doing it very long, okay. actually. I've, been, I've only been performing for about four or five months. Okay. So I'm really new. And what uh, exactly do you do? Just tell jokes? Um, no, you don't really just tell jokes. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not that kind of comedy. Some people do. Mm -hmm. Some stand-up comedians do actually stand up and just tell lots of short jokes yep. but that's very hard to do it's very difficult to write really yeah. good jokes so what most comedians do is they just go up and they they kind of um you know make observations or comments about the world so often it will just be you know simple things about like silly things about the world or mm -hmm. stupid things about life mm -hmm. that you've noticed you know like um i can't think of any good examples at the moment um I've got a piece in. Uh, I've got a piece of material, which some people laugh at sometimes, <laughs> and that, that's about when you're travelling on an aeroplane, right? Um, you have to. The, the pilots always make an announcement, and they tell you that you have to switch off your iPod mm -hmm. before the plane takes off because it can affect the navigational systems of the plane. Like if if you if you listen to your iPod during takeoff, the plane might crash. Yeah. Apparently now. So I've got a bit of material about that. It's like, wait a minute, you know, can can iPods actually ca crash planes? You know, do we need to be scared or threatened by iPods? Yeah. And so I talk about how it's ridiculous that iPods can crash planes yeah. because they can't. Yeah. You never hear about it in the news. Yeah. And if if it <laughs> if it really worked, then surely terrorists. You know, at terrorists would be using iPods to crash planes, right? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to take them on as hand luggage, yeah. would you? To put them in a see-through bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so part of what people do is they tell stories like that, or they make observations, or they um, they talk about themselves mm -hmm. and talk about their lives and how ridiculous their lives are. Okay. Some people do physical things. Yeah. Some people use their voice to do different voices, which I try to do. With the iPod stuff, I kind of do a pilot voice. Okay. You know, this is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard flight AK-47. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, what what do you think makes a stand-up comic good? Um, they, um, it's a combination of the, um, the material that mm -hmm. the comedian has written. So that's the jokes and the things they say. And it's, it is written down. They actually sit and write it. And yeah. remember it, and then actually read it. So, it's the it's the jokes and material they've written combined with that person's attitude and personality on stage. So you have to have good good jokes and good material, but you also have to be a confident person. You've got to be enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. Usually, it's better if you move around if you're quite physical on stage. Um, 
if you've got um, if you've got the desire to make people laugh, and that's one of the most important yeah. things. You've got to want to do it. So you've got to be quite hungry on stage, and you know you've got to try really hard to entertain people. Um, basically, the best kind of comedians are the ones who can basically just sort of talk about a subject, and everyone is fascinated. Mm -hmm. Everyone listens, mm -hmm. and so someone who can just control a room. You know, someone's got the charisma to just control a room by talking. It's very difficult to, yeah, to learn. Can you can you can learn it, but you have to also be born with with that ability. Yeah. And do any other countries do stand up, or is it just the UK? Um, well, it's you it, said about American. Yeah, it's 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 huge in America. It's yeah. really popular in America. They have comedy clubs all over the place. Canada as well, of course. It's yeah. Really big. Um, it, it's, it's very big in Australia mm -hmm. and New Zealand and South um, uh, South Africa. Okay. Um, I'm sure there are other English-speaking countries where it's popular. Maybe it's maybe it's mainly an English-speaking. Yeah, thing. I was going to say all those countries are English-speaking countries. Yeah, it's definitely a part of the culture of the English language. Have you found any other countries that are not English-speaking? Have you found any comedians from there? Well, well, Japan actually oh. has a lot of stand-up comedy as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. And their stand-up is is popular, really popular. They have mm -hmm. lots of comedians. Yeah. But it's slightly different. Their, their comedy is very um, kind of modest and they make comedy about themselves a right. lot. They laugh at themselves. Okay. Whereas in this country, I think a lot of our comedians will be very critical of something. Yeah. They'll kind of use comedy as a way to criticise the world. Yeah, and Where, sometimes the audience. Yeah, they will, often, <laughs> they will often pick on the audience yeah. and actually make jokes about the audience. Yeah. Um, but the, the Japanese comedians that I've seen tend to just be quite light. Okay. The comedy's not very serious, it's very light. Mm. And often they just make fun of themselves. Or if it's a double act, if it's two people, they make fun of each other. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost like kind of old-fashioned comedy like Laurel and Hardy yeah. or Charlie Chaplin, that kind of traditional sort of style of comedy, really. Yeah, I'd it's be not, interested it's, to see some. I'd well, yeah, you can see some of it on YouTube. Okay. But it, it's, it's not really alternative comedy. Right. Because in this country, obviously, we for the last, say, 20 or 30 years, we've had alternative comedy, mm -hmm. which really means comedy which is quite subversive. Yeah. You know, comedy which is critical or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And how long have people been doing stand-up in the UK, do you know? <clears throat> well, um, I think that it's it's very old. It's an mm. old tradition, the, the idea of standing up in a, in a pub and... Um, doing a performance to make people laugh. I think that people have been doing that in this country for hundreds of years. I mean, um, when Shakespeare was alive, mm -hmm. people did that. Yeah. You know, they used to perform in a pub. And Shakespeare was a performer in a pub as well. But, I mean, I think probably he did many dramatic stuff, but a lot of comedy mm -hmm. too. Um, yeah. But it's been, it's been like, uh, it's comedy as we know it today. Stand-up comedy has been... Um, really big for uh, probably the last 50 years, last 100 years maybe, certainly yeah. the last 50 years, and it's just becoming more and more popular all the yeah. time. Okay, so if people listening want to see some stand-up, mm. what should they do? Um, well, it depends where they are, mm -hmm. of course. If they are in an English-speaking country, then there's probably stand-up comedy to see, especially if they live in a city. So if they're in America or, or Australia or the UK, there's there will be comedy clubs in their local town. Yeah. So they just need to go on the internet and find out uh, where there is comedy local to them. If you're in London, 
if you're in the UK, really London is the capital of the country, but it's the capital of comedy for the country. In fact, some people say it's the the UK, the the, the world's capital for comedy because ah. there are more comedians in London than there are anywhere else. Really? Yeah. So if okay. you're in, if you're in London, go to go to, go to Leicester Square. You can, there's lots of comedy there. Yeah. And in August, if you're in the UK in August, go to Edinburgh. Yeah, I've heard about the Edinburgh Festival. That's right. It's, it's one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. But other than that, you can go to, go on YouTube and check out some comedians there. And obviously, it's lots of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll probably make some recommendations on the podcast. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much, Luke. Thank you, Claudia. You've been listening to Luke's English podcast. You can find some notes and vocabulary at teacherluke.podomatic.com. I've had a great time. I hope you have too. Um, Luke will be back with some more podcasts shortly. So until then, bye, 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 bye. Hello, this is Luke, and this is just a little extra bit on the end of this uh, podcast, because um, I've got a recording of um, part of my stand-up comedy routine, uh, which uh, was recorded a few weeks ago um, at one of my performances, so I thought I'd play the recording to you. Um, This is just about two minutes from my stand-up set, in which I talk about um, how... Apparently, iPods can crash planes. So, just before I play the the bit to you, um, I'm just going to try and explain it a little bit to help you understand it. Um, so, I start by saying that I went travelling to Vietnam and that I did a lot of flying. And I noticed that the pilots always make the same announcement. And then I do a kind of pilot's voice, this kind of... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard... Uh, Flight AK-47, bound for Saigon. You know, that kind of typical pilot's voice. And um, the idea is that uh, the pilots want you to switch off your iPod before the plane takes off because somehow the iPod can affect the controls of the aeroplane and that it's dangerous. And this is what pilots always tell us. But I think that's nonsense. I think it's ridiculous. Um, in, in In my comedy routine, I say it's bollocks. Bollocks is an English swear word. It's um, it's kind of a rude word. Uh, it's the same as the American bullshit, basically. So in England we say bo- that's bollocks. In, in America they'd say that's bullshit. Okay. And so I, I said I think that this idea that the iPod can crash a plane is is bollocks. Uh, and then I start talking about. Um, you know, the fact that you never hear news reports on BBC News about how an iPod has crashed a plane. And then I do a kind of BBC News report voice, which is a kind of typical voice or typical sound of voice that BBC News reporters use, which sounds a bit like this. You know, examination of the black box recorder recovered from the scene of the plane crash in which everyone on board was killed. You know, that's that's kind of the way that BBC news reporters talk. So I just did a kind of uh, little joke about that. And then I talk about how terrorists 
should use iPods because they would work for them. And then I do my kind of terrorist voice, which is, uh, okay, maybe sounds a little bit like this. He's a terrorist, and he said, uh, I don't know what kind of accent that is. It's, a, it's just a sort of average terrorist's kind of voice. Okay, we wait for plane to take off. Then we hit shuffle all songs. Plane skids off runway, explodes in massive fireball. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, it's probably quite rude to... Well, I mean, it's about terrorists. So, you know, it can't be that offensive, can it? Um, so, there you go, just to explain it. The idea is that the terrorist says... The terrorist's plan is that they wait for the plane to start to take off and then they get the iPod out and they press shuffle all songs. Shuffle all songs. That's like a random play button you have on your iPod. And that will then cause the plane to explode. Um, okay, so that's my little explanation. And here is the little clip of um, one of my comedy performances. Hope you like it. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Mm. I get confused by that sort of thing. Um, anyway, yeah. So recently, right, recently, I, just, I did a lot of travelling, right? I went to, uh, to Vietnam just a few weeks ago. Amazing place, right? I did a lot of flying on my journeys, and I noticed that the pilots always seem to make the same announcement just before you take off. Sounds a bit like this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard flight AK-47, bound for Saigon. <laughs> We're just about to take off now, so if you'd like to switch off any electronic equipment you have running, any iPods or Game Boys, just switch them off because they can interfere with the navigational systems of the plane. Now, right, I've got a sneaky-eking suspicion that that might be bollocks. <laughs> because, wait a minute, can an iPod crash a plane? <laughs> Is that what's going on here? Because, I mean, you know, you never hear about that in the news, do you? You never hear news, BBC News reports sort of saying, um, examination of the black box recorder recovered from the plane crash in which everyone on board was killed revealed that the explosion was caused by an iPod Nano. <laughs> Doesn't really happen. I think, right, if, yeah, if the iPod poses this much of a threat, right, then surely Al-Qaeda should use them. Because <laughs> it would work for them, wouldn't it? Right? Um, you know, okay, the plan is we wait for a plane to take off. <laughs> then hit shuffle all songs. <laughs> plane skips off runway. Explodes in massive fireball. Death to the infidel. Party time. <laughs> So, I, I, to be honest, what I think is that the, the pilots basically just want to get our attention. They just want to, you know, everyone's looking at our iPods and stuff, they just want to get our attention because they want to show off because they can fly a plane, right? So, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're welcome aboard the plane. Um, we're just about to take off now, so please just give us your undivided attention and check this out. Because <laughs> this is going to be awesome! Yeah, you've been a lovely audience. Uh, I've been Luke Thompson. I still am. <laughs> Good night. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humor and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.